Good morning and welcome to the latest episode of Do As I Do, Not As They Say, a podcast designed to hear from people who did not take the path most trodden and went into advertising via apprenticeships. And we talked to them about uh, what they learned, some of their challenges and so on. This week we had Chris Donnelly, currently a digital director at Mindshare, who uh, was very thoughtful about uh, the process and gave some great advice to people thinking about taking this route. Um, and also, uh, I think a lot of positivity and encouragement that indeed you can, this is a, a, an excellent way to carve out a career in advertising if you can find the appropriate opportunities. So with that, uh, we'll get going and we'll see what Chris has to say. Welcome and uh, good morning to uh, the latest episode of Do As I Do. I'm delighted to have Chris Donnelly with us today, um, who uh, is going to talk about his journey through apprenticeship at Mindshare and and beyond. And um, we're going to we'll talk a little bit about the um, IPA scheme that he came through. So uh, welcome, Chris. Thanks very much for joining. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Um, yeah, so, so I, you know, it's, it's great to have you on board and I think, you know, I'm definitely interested as we always are, we're interested in how people enter, um, via apprenticeships and, and actually some of the decision-making, uh, before that, but just tell me very like top line before we get into some details, just tell me about, uh, your, your journey and, and where you're at now. Yeah, sure. So I've done about, uh, almost seven years at my show. Very much started fresh from from college and after some levels into the industry via an apprenticeship, um, which I obviously highly recommend. And then through that, you know, really just uh, stayed open to sort of the opportunities along the way. So parts of kind of agency life in a variety of different sort of roles from digital buying to sort of communications planning, um, you know, working in sort of in a local market um, within the UK looking at sort of European roles ever since so you know really staying open I guess to the different opportunities that have been very fortunate to come my way. Great and uh, so let's let's go back uh, to to that uh, apprenticeship moment so you were you were at college yeah. is that right and um, how, how did you even discover it how did you think about getting into the industry what was what was going on at the time? Yeah well I trying to make my mind up between the, the difficult decision of university or not um, and, and trying to come up against some of that. And I was already very interested in sort of some of the business world and, you know, interested in probably slightly more creative forms of that. Um, and actually, I was very fortunate. Actually, on my way home from college, I came across a copy of the Metro. Um, and actually, that included about the Creative Pioneers Apprenticeship Programme, um, which the, the IPA, Institute of Practitioners of Advertising, were backing. And, you know, I was very fortunate to kind of follow that process through. So, you know, I did a lot of the, the steps there to kind of apply TV and then was, yeah, fortunate to come to an interview stage um, and then what opened the doors to to a couple of different agencies to get a look around and get a fit. Yeah, so just get, just a bit. So first of all, uh, I think the message in that is advertising works. <laughs> yeah. Um, since, <laughs> since you found that. Uh, in the metro and um, 
so the process was, was application um and then and then it sort of took you through you had to go through different states how many sort of hurdles do you have to get through to to get uh, to the probably two or three um hurdles so sort of interviews as a, as a group bit of a sort of a, a day session um of understanding your strengths and weaknesses were and what you wanted to perhaps look into and the sorts of things open to um uh, i think possibly one more one question or phone call after that and then kind of into um, some possible opportunities with agencies and i'd say it definitely works but there's definitely a lot of uh, um uns- well um and other you know entities that i think are really helpful to, to have a look at i mean i'm a big fan as many of the sort of bricks and finishing school work that happens there or interestingly i came across one this week um actually about uh, called run the check and um, really about creative opportunities that were sort of paid um to make sure of a fair living wage and so on um so there's lots into it out there it's definitely not the only route um but yeah highly highly supportive of the work that the ipa and chris pioneers did to get a lot of us there and they've done you know, many years since of intakes across all to get others into the industry and is the um you know i know a lot of these different ways of coming into into the industry involved uh these group sessions and uh you know, all day sessions and workshops and what 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 sort of advice would you give to people when you come into those group sessions about kind of health? Because they're quite they're quite difficult. It's quite a difficult balance, I think, because um, I could just about remember back to doing these sorts of things. You kind of want to put yourself forward, but you don't want to be you, you know, you don't want to be too quiet. You don't want to be too loud. How yeah. um, how did you prepare for that for that session and, and sort of go about it? Well, I, I think probably um, one of my things is always to kind of stay um, a little bit curious, a little bit eager to learn, right? And I think it's always, uh, they are definitely challenging. Um, those sessions, I don't think anybody necessarily always finds it easy to be thrust into a room of people that you don't necessarily know. And I think you have to definitely come to yourself, um, come open to, to sort of looking at what's out there. Um, I think, yeah, there's definitely a balance of, of not being overly confident, right? And, and But just being yourself, I think it's, um, very easy right to be picked up on if you're not yourself or if you're trying to be something that you're not um, yeah. so you know I think we, it's actually a very welcoming environment I have to say you know a lot of the um, apprentices will stay in touch with each other or you know call up we're catching up throughout the process and outside of it wasn't doesn't have to feel like a competitive environment I guess you know the, the person alongside you it's a, a small industry right and usually in in this field you know a lot of the same people pop up um, around different yeah. places so um, important I think to yeah form some form some good friendships right help each other along that journey um, and yeah probably stay pretty true to yourself if you can yeah I think it's is you know I, I, w- I would imagine that it's they're sort of quite welcoming environments I don't think people try Definitely. and grill you they're, they're really just trying to understand you I think just to work out you know where where best fits are completely um and so you you do that with the i with it with that with the ipa organization i guess yeah um and then you mentioned you went to a, a, a different agencies what how, how does that work yeah so i mean i think from that you you really have um the opportunity to um, see some of the the sort of entry level positions that are out there um and to get a, a feel i guess for some of the um positions that the the ipa and creative pioneers have sort of aggregated for you so you then very much applies if it's a, a normal job um you know your application right. can get passed on um and then you know you're able to to attend interviews and i think some of the interviews obviously vary from place to place but again that's very much a chance for you to ask 
questions to them as much as they can ask questions to you, right? And for for many people who come into a, our industry, I think a lot of them um, don't necessarily always know, but I certainly didn't know uh, what a media agency did. Um, I mean, I walked in and saw banks of desks with sort of two screens and thought this was more like the stock exchange than uh, than a media agency. Yeah. Um, but actually, you know, it's it's a really good process to you know ask some questions, get a feel for what they do, and um, just understand if you're the right fit for each other, right? Because it really is all about that. Um, it's got to be right for you as much as it's got to be right for them to provide you with the, the development that you want to see. So did you go to more, so what was your actual, so obviously you ended up at Mindshare. Yeah. Um, did you, how did it work with the others? We Was it kind of, you, you had some meetings and, and nothing came of it? Well, um, I was fortunate to yeah, visit a, a selection of different agencies. Um, as I say, I was still still trying to get, I'd done my research and kind of worked out roughly what they did, but still had a lot of questions and a lot of things to ask. So, you know, I was very fortunate to go and have a chat with a few and they were all, you know, really welcoming and really keen to spend some time, um, you know, showing me around and, and showing me a bit of what they did. Um, yeah. I had a few, a few different um, scenarios at the time. Um, I was very fortunate to be in that situation and to have the support those around me to, to make a decision about which one I wanted to follow on with. Um, so, yeah, I visited a few places and lots of them gave, yeah, some really good advice as well, even if I didn't necessarily um, spend some time being employed with them, but a really helpful experience. Yeah, I think that's, you know, it's always, as you say, asking questions is something that, you know, some people find easy and other people don't. But it is it is the fastest way to learn if you have these opportunities to talk, um, you know, because one of the things we talk about with people is, you know, if you know someone who's related to the industry, um, even if it's a, you know, distant relation or a friend of a friend of a friend, it can make a huge difference to understanding what we what people actually do. It's definitely a theme of this yep. podcast that <laughs> everyone's <laughs> like, I didn't know this industry existed. I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know what everyone does. Um, and it's come up a few times. But just even a single conversation with someone can really, really accelerate your kind of understanding. And, and I think does put you in a better position when you come to do, you know, a full on interview somewhere. If Because you just sound like, okay, this person's on top of this yeah and I, I would say you know you have to um try and take as many of those opportunities as you can right i mean obviously you know the, the world has changed it's very busy you know people often have busy lives and lots going on but um i actually had a sort of a music website on the side and i was initially looking at whether i might go into more sort of pr and um, other sort of parts of, of the industry um, and i got to a point where actually i sort of you know got to know a few people and just said can i call you and ask you about your journey you know where did you start how did you get in and um, what did you do? And I think, you know, people are always really, really willing to pass that on, right? Because every experience is slightly different. Um, yeah. But it really helps you shape, you know, what you might then go on to do. Yeah, and I think uh, we've, we, you know, we talk, I, don't, I sometimes feel like I'm a sort of sales channel for LinkedIn. But I do, you know, I mean, sort of LinkedIn is, uh, uh, has lots of good things going on there, has a few uh, slightly less good things going on. But the, it is an incredible uh, opportunity to reach out to people you know who are in a relevant mm -hmm. industry or, or whatever and, and as you say I think if you if you position it well in in terms of saying you know I, I'm a student looking to get into the industry and you know I just wouldn't mind knowing a little bit more about things I, I think a lot of people are open to that um, it's yeah. just having the sort of courage to you know to do that and get set up on LinkedIn if you're a young student and all that kind of stuff I've been uh, we've been doing some virtual workshops and I've been telling everyone 
on these virtual workshops with, in fact, with a Brixton finishing school with speakers for schools and so on. And um, we've done a couple this summer and it, it, I, I, I've been flooded, flooded <laughs> with um, students now on LinkedIn, <laughs> LinkedIn to me. So this is good. So when I actually share this podcast, it might actually go to some of the relevant target audience. Um, but it is important, I think, that gathering of information. What was your... So I know it's a, it's a few years ago now, and I'm sure things continue to evolve. But like, what was your view of the industry from from your perspective at the time in terms of how many opportunities there were? You, you know, just how how it came across. Did it feel like an industry that was kind of geared up for this, or was it sort of more at the the, the learning stage, the early stages? Yeah, I mean, I think it's come a long way. I have to say, in the, the sort of few years since that I've been through that process, um, it's become a lot better. I think at the time, um, it suddenly still felt that I think across you know many industries, but really in our industry, that we probably didn't do enough to highlight where there were those opportunities. Um, and I think that's you know, really changed for the better. Um, so at the time, you know, my my year of uni was going to be the first with tuition fees, right? And I think now everyone takes a far more measured approach to, you know, maybe do I need to go or would I like to go? Um, or am I getting something else from the university experience? And it was really still the norm. Um, and so that was, you know, seen to, to be the case. And I think a lot of the roles that I looked at at the time, you know, were all, you know, have you got a degree as a sort of, um, you know, tick list, if you will. Um, and that was very yeah. daunting. But at, at the moment, you know, I think there's a lot more um, opportunities to either, yeah, reach out to, to individuals and find a way in. Um, there's obviously a few of those schemes that we've, we've both mentioned right there that really help people um, first get their feet be under a table um, within an agency and I think also you know there's there's also sometimes no uh, no substitute for researching and you know just having a look at the sorts of places that you'd like to be in and it goes for any agency you know both those that are you know larger and maybe more more based in the cities or you know last week obviously you were talking about um, you know other opportunities you know outside and around the country so you know there's plenty of, sort of startups and digital agencies in Brighton for example or Bournemouth or yeah. you know all across the country so you know, I think um, as an industry, we think a lot about sort of a London bubble sometimes. Um, we have yeah. to remember that, you know, a lot of people that we work with or communicate to are actually all across the UK. And there are these opportunities in your local you know, town within a marketing agency, say. Um, yeah. So you do sometimes have to hunt far and wide. Um, but there are certainly some, some good schemes out there now to sort of aggregate some of those opportunities, which is which is a great start. So, um, you know, going just, just again, because it's learning for... Uh, for someone who might be listening the so when you got into the sort of the, the kind of serious end of the interviews if you like um how, how did you go about that sort of preparation um you know what was it like turning up there what was your kind of mindset when you went into this because it's, it's pretty daunting isn't it going for your first job and uh, yeah. going through this process yeah, I, mean, I think you you do well, obviously, to do some research beforehand to just understand the, the sort of um, company that you're going into, you know, understand a bit about what they do. Um, and unfortunately, you know, we're very good at, as, as an industry about talking about what awards we've won or what campaigns we're leading with and that sort of thing. So there's a lot out there on that. I think you definitely also want to take in something that uh, shows a bit about your personality, a bit more of a personal passion. Um, you know, obviously, it's a you know, professional environment right but all of those chats are still a little bit informal and they still want to know you know what you get up to um in your spare time or you know what your passions are so for me that was a bit about you know the music website that I was running and some sort of small gigs and things that I was putting on um for, for other friends and things 
but you know i know speaking to others you know whether it's about you know music that they play or sports and hobbies that they've got outside you know it's important to have a little bit of that right um because that is often you know how some of these conversations just start up um but do your research on the company um, and find some some ways in there i think if you have the chance to and um, definitely prepare a few questions for them as well because that that can always help with your own discovery and your own understanding of what they do um, and if you can find out a little bit about the, the interviewee uh, or the interviewer, sorry, that is going to be there with you, um, that's definitely helps as well. I mean, I'm always interested right by the past of different people um, that we come across in the industry. And I mean, I only learned recently, not that I know her by, by any means, um, that a lot of people start from, from the bottom up in an agency. So Holly Tucker, who, who is now the CEO of Not On The High Street, for example, actually was a, um, a junior account executive at the start at Publicis. Um, and I think it just illustrates the sort of grounding that sometimes getting into marketing and into the industry can give you, you know, anyone can start a business, but it's definitely a really good way to start foundations. And so sometimes just by doing your research on whomever you're going to meet, um, you, you can uncover a little bit about that and a little bit about their own story um, and what they can help you with. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've, it's important to be like, I would always recommend that people ask, you know, who's interviewing them. I think yeah. again, the, these things, it varies, I think. I don't think there's any uh, standard way people do this, but it can often be a black box, you know, come in for your second interview and ask for, you know, Jane. Oh. And, <laughs> um, you know, uh, but I'd always encourage, like they can always say no, but I'd always encourage people to say, you know, who, who is interviewing me? Because um, often there's an opportunity if you if you research them to find, I don't know, they might have been at a conference, they might have entered an award, they might have said something in the press or, you know, depending on levels and all that sort of stuff. But um, it's worth a try because I feel like somehow it makes it, it makes it, um, it's not to be over familiar, but it somehow makes you feel like you know them a bit before the interview, which I think sometimes mm -hmm. takes the edge off uh, of that, like, who am I going to, who am I going <laughs> to walk into? Um, so always ask. I think it, it's uh, it's a fair question. It's a fair question to to, to go through. Um, okay, so you you got your you were offered a place. Fantastic. And um, how how was the like setup in terms of you know we talk about and obviously you're still there at Mindshare. So you know it's been a fantastic run. I, I'm I'm interested in like. Um, you know, how you felt as an apprentice, you know, you don't go around with a red hat on uh, versus all the people that came in via graduates or graduate schemes or like, how, how do you feel as part of the community as an yeah. apprentice? So I think that you know, the real important thing to remember is that you're, you're actually you know, not treated any differently. I think the great um, opportunities that we, we have mean that actually, you know, often you're, you're being put into really supportive teams and those around you. Um, and again, they, you know, like the interview stages, you know, they really want you to be yourself, um, you know, and it, it's not always easy. You know, you go in and you suddenly feel perhaps that, you know, maybe you're, you know, are you meant to be there? You know, is this really my desk? Is this really, you know, what I'm meant to walk into every day? Um, but I think actually everyone around you there is there to help you. And sometimes even the things that you might find challenging are there to, to set you in good, good sort of stead for the future. I mean, I remember sort of dreading when something wasn't quite right or when, you know, I did something and it probably didn't work out perhaps the way you know my manager or my mentors sort of wanted it to work out uh, and you have to remember that you're there to learn right you know you're there to spend some time in the workplace to spend some time working and understanding how they work 
um, alongside you know any coursework or other sort of additional qualifications you're going to get from it. But I think if you again stay really really open, um, you know if you have a good attitude, if you take a bit of responsibility and, and begin to build that rapport with the team around you, they're really there to help you and support you and guide you, and they want to see you be successful too, right? Um, which is the other thing to, to keep in mind. So, you know, I think if you go into it, you know, very open as best you can, um, you know, looking to, to with others around you and make a good impression. And that goes a long way, I think. And you soon find that you're not there, you know, making pots of tea and, you know, running out and getting someone's coffee run. Um, and actually, you know, there's some some proper work that they, you know, would value your input on, um, which is great. And that is, that is the, like, again, these things have changed dramatically, but... There is a bit of that, you know, they think that's what apprentices do. You know, yeah. you, you give them some kind of some, but otherwise, you know, you're, you're just there to do all the stuff that no one else wants to do. And I'm probably putting it at a, a slight extreme, but that from my experience of talking to people now, that doesn't seem to be the case. I think people want you to progress as quickly as, mm-hmm. as quickly as you're capable of progressing and getting involved in stuff. Yeah, and I would say about that, you know, we need we need different viewpoints and different um, ways into the industry to bring in some of that um, different sort of opinion and thinking, right? I mean, for, for me, when I was at college, it, you know, Snapchat was the thing that was really buzzing, right? But if I'm honest, right now, I'm still trying to get my head around TikTok, you know, and um, some of those platforms that, you know, some of the next generation of apprentices will have grown up with, um, you know, that you, you may well know, you know, far better than I ever will. Um, and that's one of the things that makes it exciting as an industry, right, is that there's constantly uh, a change in, in sort of what's happening and in tech developments and in all the different opportunities and it changes so rapidly. But actually, you know, bringing in, you know, apprentices and others um, really helps to bring in some of that different thinking. So don't feel that you can't put your point of view across, um, you know, as long as you present yourself in the right way and you, you know, don't do it to, um, you know, upset others or uh, create challenges within a team environment, then, you know, absolutely yeah. you should be, be putting those on the table because uh, your opinion is valid. Well, this is, you know, this is the whole point, really, of, um, you know, why I wanted, why listen, doing the speakers for school stuff, doing this is that, you know, the industry talks a lot about um, how we can improve diversity amongst our teams. And yet, you know, in the, in the greater part, we're still addicted to graduate schemes and internships where you, you, you know, you should have, you're a, had either got a degree or going through it and you know by bringing on uh creating these opportunities work placements apprenticeships and so on you you sort of naturally open up the pool of talent that you're drawing in and and i think the the positive offshoot of that is is improving diversity because i think uh you know degrees are a natural filter to to diversity um so i you know i hope i hope the industry continues to do more and more of this and um and and sees the benefit of this um and and your did you did you do work experience like what was your what did you sort of bring um as you entered all of these workplaces and you know people always ask you about what what you've done had you done any work experience had you worked in an office what was your 
background? But I've done a little bit of work experience through school. Um, certainly nothing, nothing of the like, um, like this. I mean, a little bit of sort of office work. Um, so I had, you know, a rough understanding, right? You know, the day starts and ends and, you know, there's a, uh, some tasks from C in the middle that you've got to get through. Um, you know, but it, it was still probably my first you know, proper office job um, for sure. And I think, you know, you, although you come in very, um, very green and new to that environment, you know, and it certainly takes some adjusting. It is, it is ultimately always a welcoming environment, right? And you know, they want to make sure that you have the tools and the setup and the structure to, to work in the way that you best can. And it's another great, yeah. great thing about agencies is, you know, we're very fortunate often to work in, you know, large open plan offices or, you know, offices that cater for everyone's environment, whether you need, you know, quiet corner somewhere or whether you want to be in the thick of it. Um, and, you know, and that's really helpful, I think, as well, when you start out to, um, you, you certainly don't feel like the apprentice in the corner, right? You know, if you want to work slightly more quietly and independently, there's, there's room to do that. And if, if you want to be, yeah, the heart of it um, and, you know, regularly involved in lots of conversation, you can be, be in that zone as well. But it takes some adjusting, that's for sure. In the first few months, I think, of any office environment, you know, you are a little bit of a sponge soaking up both knowledge, but also just the way around the place and, and how everything works. And how yeah, there's a, rhythm, there's a rhythm to offices, aren't there? There's a that's rhythm right. to how people work and, um, you know, teams have their rhythms and individuals and, and the, just the general way the office moves. What what would you say your adjust some of your adjustments were in, in coming into an office? What what did you sort of think about? I think um yeah, sometimes it was it was just about when was the right moment, right, to ask your, your sort of questions or to um yeah. you know approach others. Um, and that again sometimes can be can be really daunting you know do you go and stand at that person's desk and say oh, I really need a hand with this or you know or do you wait or you know all of those sorts of things um, but you know people are really there to help so I think um, learning to try and be you know comfortable in your own skin and know that you are there as a valued member of the team is really important um, I would say it probably still took me quite a while to get my head around that and I can kind of remember where I was in a um, in a setting with clients, right, where I finally thought, oh, okay, they, you know, they really do want my valued opinion, you know, it really does count for something. Um, and at this point, I was sat across the table from someone, you know, desperately trying to scrabble for an answer to someone asked me, um, you know, but the work that you were doing is definitely valuable. So adjusting, I think, in terms of, you know, having that self-belief and confidence um, in yourself, again, not arrogance, but just, you know, knowing that you were uh, there to help and to have an impact. Um, I think that was probably the, the real biggest challenge for me. Um, and, and you know over yeah, time I mean, that comes yeah and, and sorry to interrupt. I was gonna you know this is um, I think this goes all the way through careers I've, I've you know given advice to people at lots of different levels over the years and one of one of the things that comes up uh, often is like you know that they're, they're either they want to offer me the job or um, you know I feel like I'm maybe you know maybe I haven't got the right abilities to do this job or it seems like a big job for me you know should I go for it um and you know I always say to people like you know that that's kind of on them like if you've if you've interviewed and got yourself into a job um or they've approached you uh, to be part to to be in a job then um then obviously they see something yeah and it's not it's not for you to worry about that like you just got to do you because you know that's obviously got you to this point and I think there's a lot of you know obviously people talk about imposter syndrome and all those things I think that's that's my thing it's like you know if you're in if, if you have got your place on this apprenticeship then you've got it on merit and once you're in 
there's no need to feel like you know questioning yourself you've just got to get on with you've just got to get on with your job and do the best you can yeah I mean you have to and you have to appreciate that journey I think you know you uh, it's it's very easy to forget you know how far you come but you know the difference that you have between say like week one and week two right of being an apprentice um is huge in itself you know you start to probably hold yourself a little bit higher you know you know a bit more about the work that you can do and what you know those are expect of you um so yeah you should absolutely you know have that that trust in yourself um and you know it comes with time and it comes with a bit of experience and a bit of you know learning but you know they believe in you and they believe that they can see you go on to do great things um so they're absolutely there to help you and to you know teach you you know how to look at things or how to do things differently um and that's brilliant you know again that's a, a really real benefit i think of apprenticeship schemes you know everyone wants to see you you know complete the apprenticeship but also then go on to the next thing um which is what it should be all Did- you mentioned um you just mentioned sort of quickly uh, mentor did you did you find did you did you find someone either in mindshare or outside that kind of helped you through this process is it something something that if you'd recommend if you didn't have that i think i'd, I'd recommend i mean i mentioned you know sort of a mentor but i think actually i've had you know, several probably more as i would say role models right and and people that i looked up to within an agency world um and i've been very fortunate you know that a lot of them have been the ones who've given me some advice or given me a break here or there but i think um you know you don't have to think of that as being something you know, particularly formal say you know that you go up to someone and say oh, you know would you mind mentoring me um, a lot of people, again, like we said about LinkedIn, are really happy to, you know, go for a coffee and, you know, understand a bit about you and, you know, what makes you tick and what you're interested in, where your passions are. Um, and, you know, because agencies are, you know, always so, so buzzing with, you know, different talents and different individuals, you know, there's a lot of different people that after a while I realised, you know, whilst they may have seemed sort of superhuman perhaps to start with when I was in there in week one, you know, they are, you know, other sort of team players there and they want to see you succeed. So I would, you know, say, do you mind if we go for a coffee or, you know, what do you think about this? Or, you know, what are your thoughts on, on that? Um, and they're again, all really willing to, to help. And I certainly try, you know, when I get the opportunity to, to have a chat with some of the apprentices that we have, or, you know, peers, for example, be thinking about getting into the industry, because I think all of those, those different opinions are really valuable. Um, you know, they unfortunately can't make the decisions for you. Sometimes, you know, you have to make the decisions. Um, but sounding different people out is, is really important. I mean, I still do it today and I'll do it for many years to come. Um, I'm yeah. sure. And um, so you're seven years now at Mindshare. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. And, and um, so the, I guess the big question that people listening and making decisions about university and, and all that kind of stuff would be like, how, how do you feel you compare to like if you'd have come in as a graduate and done three years at university or four or whatever the course would be and uh, versus, you, you know, the coming in on an apprenticeship, how do you feel like your career, um, do you feel like it's on par? Do you think you've, you've gone quicker? Do you, where, where would you see it? I know it's not, it's not always easy to compare, but it gives people a sense of, when they're trying to make these decisions well i think what i've discovered more than anything else is that experience speaks volumes um and once you've kind of got probably that you know first first sort of year out of the way um or you know you've started to find something that you enjoy is that actually people you know realize that the experience matters probably more than the degree matters um mm-hmm. you're absolutely right it was one of the things that most concerned me was what I do after the apprenticeship, you know, if say my journey, you know, doesn't continue here or if I have to look for something else. Um, but actually I think the experience and having that, um, 
to draw upon as you look at you know what you might go on to do in the future whether it's in the industry or even if you decide maybe it's not quite for me um that's absolutely you know the the most important thing and probably the real big thing that, that comes out of it so i don't think anyone should feel that they have to enter the um, the process of apprenticeships or you know applying um thinking this is forever you know it's you know it may well not be for you you know but it, on the other hand it might be and it's you don't hit a ceiling i guess because you don't have a degree which is you know really important to know um and i think it's not again talked about enough and um, but after you know that sort of initial year i would say you really you have a good understanding you know even just being in an office environment right and that's enough to you know help you feel more confident about the next step that you choose to take and uh, just for clarity because i think i've always made assumptions about this but at the end of the whatever the apprenticeship period is there's no guarantees of a job right you 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 have to sort of no. has to be an open role to go for correct yeah so i mean my apprenticeship was um, i think just over a year and i did uh, i think it was sort of the first um week and a well almost two weeks in the workplace and then a day a day a week at college um studying for a qualification on the side but at the end of that process obviously you come away with the qualification part hopefully um and you come come away with obviously you know a good year of experience in the industry but it's it's not guaranteed um you know and obviously i think hopefully most companies who want to spend the time investing in your training and in your development and giving you the teams around you you know they've got you to a certain standard where hopefully you know they are you know suddenly looking favorably on any open positions that they have and how you would sort into their longer term plans right yeah and i guess also uh, is also the point at which it's worth being flexible about what the, you know, because they can, a, an agency can look across the whole breadth of roles they have, not just necessarily, um, you know, something that you happen to be doing at the end of your apprenticeship, whatever that time period was. Um, because that, you know, that is obviously going to increase your chances to, to carry on working for the business. Um, so I think like, uh, you know, the, talking to other people we've had people who have you know moved on after the apprenticeship and you know that's an interesting one as well um uh i i feel like the agency obviously has invested in you and you know that will probably breed some loyalty let's face it um but equally if it's not quite right for you and and you are capable of getting another opportunity then um that's also fine yeah, I mean, one of one of my key things I would say, and one of the sort of uh, you know things I could try and keep in mind is, you know, stay curious and willing to learn, right? Just because the apprenticeship end doesn't necessarily mean you have to be, you know, stuck doing that same thing um, forever, right? It's, it's absolutely not, and whether that's at the you know the agency or the the company that you first are taken on at, or whether that's elsewhere, um, you know, I've been very fortunate to do a few different roles and different people, as I say, have given me different guidance and direction um, in doing that. But you know, I sort of you know was fortunate to settle settle back into you know a proper role after my apprenticeship um you know very much continued with a lot of the sort of tasks and deliverables that i had been doing um in my apprenticeship because it was very reflective of sort of the account executive role but actually you know those doors definitely open up um and you may see different areas that you're interested in or after a year you know uh, hopefully the people around you have a really good idea of what they think you might be at, right so they can help encourage you into different directions and um, so it's certainly not no career is linear um none of it is a straight line and, and sometimes you go all over the shop trying to trying to get that right um but actually you know there's lots of different opportunities 
either within the company that you're at or outside of that. Um, and you can certainly look at those. And if you're willing to learn and you keep um, you know, building on the, the basis you've got, I think that, again, puts you in a really good position for the long term and actually helps you start thinking about industry as a career rather than as you know, an apprenticeship or a first job, um, which is really important. Yes. And, and also, you know, because there is, as you say, the companies do invest in you and there's, there is a good chance that you'll be able to continue employment with them it does make that preparation and that process up front really, really important. Like that, that has to be treated, you know, as seriously as if you were going for, you know, straight into a company interview, because, yeah. you know, that is ultimately the route to, to future employment. So, um, so let's just end with, uh, if, if you, you know, you think back both over the, uh, over the years, past the apprenticeship but also the process of apprenticeship and before what what two or three things piece of advice would you give people listening that uh, are kind of at this stage about you know how to go about all this how to think about all this yeah I think um I mean the first one is to as really stay you know true to yourself and stay humble as we talked about you know, right at the start and um, it's definitely a small industry and lots of people come around and around again but if you are um humble or grateful for the time I guess that people you know give to you and um, whether that's you know when you pick up the phone to them or get in touch with them via LinkedIn and they share you know their tips or whether that's in the workplace and the time they spend having to teach you things I mean definitely you know they're investing in you and and you know it pays back in the long run, right? Because you, you normally come across those people again. Um, so, you know, build those good relationships and, and stay very, I guess, humble and grateful for the, the time that they invest in you. And I think stay open to learning um, and to, you know, perhaps taking a different path once you are, are within um, or that you feel comfortable in. Um, but, you know, go and ask that person, you know, if they can tell you a bit more about that project that they're working on that you might be interested in. Um, you know, I, I, again, always used to feel sort of paralyzed, I guess, with fear about getting, you know, into the lift with certain people. Right. But at the end of the day, we're all, we're all people, um, you know, and it doesn't matter, you know, what, what their title is. Um, they're normally again very happy and willing to, to pass some of that on and to, to probably appreciate, I guess, that, um, that path that you go on and, and it's difficult, but to take some time now and again, to reflect on, on what you've learned. I mean, if you think about the process of starting at school to finishing school or, you know, A levels or, or any of that process, um, you know, you grow a lot as a person as well as, you know, professionally and as well as academically. And I think it uh, takes a while for that to sink in. Um, you know, you constantly feel like you're sort of working towards the next thing and working towards the next goal. But actually, if you look back at, you know, the last six months, say, of, of what you've been doing at school or A levels or, you know, in a Saturday job, all of those things apply. Um, you know, there's a lot that you can learn can take pride in in knowing that you've you know, grown and developed um, on, the, on the way very well put um and uh, excellent advice so chris we'll we'll wrap it up there thank you very much um i really enjoyed uh, going through that um i think there's some really useful uh, information there for people to think about and uh, congratulations on your own journey and um your years at, at Mindshare and all the progression you've got from that. So um, with that, I'll leave it there. Thanks very much, Chris. Thanks.